Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining this training today. I am Adina from Immigrant Finance. It's so nice to meet you if I haven't connected with you yet. If you are someone already in our community, one of our students, one of our alumni, so great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to check in on your goals. Um, today is Today's training is going to be all about doing a check-in on our annual financial goals now that we are just over halfway through 2021. Uh, we're over six months into the year, and it's a great opportunity to look at your goals, maybe set some new goals, see what's working, see what's not working. Um, So I'm excited to have this space to do that with you all. Um, I am recording this live in our private community Facebook group, um, Immigrant Finance Building Generational Wealth for Immigrant Families. If you're watching live, go ahead and uh, say hi in the comments so I can say hello to you and welcome you. Um, feel free to ask questions throughout. This is supposed to be a dynamic um, experience, especially if you're hearing here live. Um, Good morning. Thank you for being here. Um, And then for those of you who are going to hear this on the podcast later, we'll put the replay up there. Um, You know, reach out if you have any questions, if you want some support talking through your goals just shoot us a message um, on Instagram at Immigrant Finance, or you can send us an email at hello at immigrantfinance.com. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning to you. Um, and so, yeah, this is going to be a great opportunity to just reflect a little bit. Um, you know, we're going to talk about why goal setting is important for finances, and we're going to jump into a really helpful framework and process to check in on your goals. So like I was saying, um, for those of you just joining, coming in, I'm Adina again from Immigrant Finance. In Immigrant Finance, our goal is really to be helping more immigrants and family members 
of immigrants building generational wealth, knowing how to manage money, knowing how to invest, knowing how to start businesses and having the support and resources to do that. This is something we're incredibly passionate about in immigrant finance um, because we want to see more immigrants really living the lives they deserve, reaching their potential, being powerful and financial um, planning is and starting businesses, investing, all that is a great way to really step in and own your power and have more options and choices in life, regardless of your immigration status, regardless of your background. All immigrants are able to do these things, and that's exactly what we help out with. Um, so let's go ahead and jump in here. So first of all, um, we're going to be checking in, you know, if you did set any goals for 2021, what those goals you didn't set any, that's okay. This is a great opportunity to set some new goals for the last half of 2021. You know, so many of us do goal setting around New Year's in the beginning of the year, right? But then it, they tend to kind of fade off by February. Everyone's very motivated and excited in the beginning of the year. Um, but there's not that great kind of reminder like New Year's in July in the middle of the year to check in and see how they're going. So that's what we'll, we'll be doing today. Um, goal setting is one of the most important actions for financial planning for many reasons. First of all, it's really difficult to be reaching your goals and be focused on them if you don't have clarity on what they actually are. Or if you have too many goals, it can become very overwhelming and none of them move forward, right? So by getting clarity on your goals, checking in on them, you know, narrowing down them down, making action steps and plans to implement them, that's how you can actually be, be building your pathway toward generational wealth. So many of us talk about we want to build generational wealth, we want to build wealth, right? We want financial freedom. But what are the action steps you're taking to actually get you there? And that's exactly what we support people with in immigrant finance. Um, once you have that that clarity on your goals and make those action steps, that's how you can turn your goals into reality. That's how you do it. It's, it doesn't have to be any harder, right? It's just about having a plan. And that's why financial plans can really set you free. So we'll go through um, the process that my husband Mal and I use when we are checking in on our financial goals and what we teach many of our students in our signature program, Immigrant Finance School. It's a huge part of budgeting and financial planning is to do this kind of goal assessment. So today we're going to go over four steps to check in on your financial goals. We'll first be talking about the importance of celebrating your wins. Um, the second is identifying where you need to be making more progress in your financial goals. The third is seeing what parts of your goals are you maybe ignoring or avoiding and dig in why and address that why so that you can keep going forward and making momentum in those goals. And then lastly, we'll talk about making a plan uh, for the rest of the year to actually reach those goals. So if you have any questions on any of that, just add it in the chat. Um, and I'll look forward to hearing from you. If you're listening to the replay in the Facebook group, put hashtag replay so we can say hi and see how we can support you. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, can connect as well. So first of all, the first step is going to be, um, you know, jumping into this assessment where the big questions we're really looking at are like, where are you at now with your goals? You know, only when you know the numbers, can you start working, what's not working, make changes if needed. 
Uh, we're looking for where any progress has been made, what shit, what's where progress has not been made, what's not working. Have you, you know, set a goal that is not actually something you want, and that's why it's not happening, or it's maybe needs to be tweaked a little bit, right? Um, what shifts need to be made? It's totally okay for your goals to change. You may have set a goal in the beginning of the year that now isn't applicable or doesn't make sense, right? You can't predict how your life is going to be in six months from now. So goals are, you know, just kind of a guide, but they do need to be adjusted and modified as you go. And so part of this too, refining your goals um, as you evolve, as the year goes on. And then also, you know, thinking about what have you learned in the different areas of your goals of what you really want, what's working, you know, what is moving you forward toward, you know, generational wealth, financial freedom, building a business, investing, whatever your priority is. So first step, jumping in. Step number one is to celebrate your wins. It is so important to take the time to celebrate even the small wins you've had and to recognize the progress you've made. Um, maybe you started following more finance pages on Instagram or other social media channels. Maybe you read a book about finance. Maybe you made the decision to get more financially literate. You know, even if you didn't take steps to carry that out, like making that decision or, you know, expressing that desire for yourself is a huge win because that's really the hardest part is making that choice that you do want to become financially empowered and you do want to be more financially literate and be building wealth. So if that's something you did, pat yourself on the back, right? Uh, did you start budgeting a little bit? Did you start looking at some of your spending habits? Did you open an investment account, right? Um, are you are you actively budgeting? Um, budgeting is really the most important piece of investing. If your goal is investing, I always tell people uh, the hard part of investing is not opening account or learning how to invest or what to invest in. I can teach you that very easily. They make it sound a lot more complicated than it needs to be. The hard part is having a budgeting system where that allows you to have money available every month to invest. Um, so to do that, really, if you want to be an investor, you have to become a budgeter first. So have you started budgeting a little bit? Have you started looking at your credit card statements or bank statements? Have you started writing down some stuff, um, noticing trends? Have you tried to reduce some spending in some ways, maybe cook at home uh, some meals instead of going out, right? So if any of these happen or any other big or small moments for you, um, make some time to celebrate that and recognize them. And because that's going to be building your confidence with your finances. Yeah, I see Gabby noted um, improved credit score. She paid off her credit card debt 15,000. Wow, that's amazing. Gabby, congratulations. And she started investing. That is incredible. Thank you for being a leader in the immigrant community um, and sharing those wins so that people can see it's possible for them to. That's so exciting. I hope you have a chance to celebrate today and just reflect on all of your hard work. And those of you listening, whatever you know, progress it's been for you. So, you know, by doing that, by celebrating these small moments, you're teaching your brain that you can do hard things. You're teaching your brain that you can take steps, right, um, to do things that felt impossible or that felt scary or that felt overwhelming. Um, you're showing yourself that you can take baby steps. So this is just incredibly important, you know, with, with that assessment of starting off positive in that sense um, and recognizing even the smallest things. I mean, if you feel like you've done 
nothing, I'm sure there's something you've done. If you've showed up and listened to this, that is something, right? That you're taking the time to think about and learn about finances. If you have connected with others in our community, it means you're building, you know, more of a community and support. So you're not as alone with finances. That's a huge step as well. Make sure to keep engaging and reaching out, right? Okay. So the second step after you've taken time to see, you know, what's working and celebrate that is to start looking at areas where you need to make some more progress. So identifying those growth areas in your financial goals. Um, now for this step, um, you know, you want to, there's, there's different ways this can look like. Um, so if you're, you know, not making any progress in your goal, right. Um, you might want to reevaluate that goal or, or dig in to see like why, or if you're making some progress and it's just not as much as you liked or what you planned for, you know, that's something to pay attention to too. Um, maybe the goal itself is not the right goal. Maybe it's not big or exciting enough. So sometimes, you know, we set our goals too small and they don't push us. And so they can be boring and not motivating. And then we kind of ignore them and don't do anything. So maybe you need to make the goal bigger to push yourself some more and make it big and exciting and scary um, to go outside your comfort zone, right? So growth happens when you're outside your comfort zone. Um, if you're just trying to stay, stay comfortable and stay where you are and not challenge yourself too much, it's very difficult to grow. And there's a difference between, um, there's a difference between, you know, being like scared and bad feeling in your stomach and there being red flags and things just you know, having that pit feeling in your stomach, something's wrong. Uh, that is very different from the feeling of being a little bit scared and, and excited at the same time because you're going outside your comfort zone. So try to distinguish what, which one it is, right? You, you want that second. You want the goal to feel, uh, some people call it scared sighted, like you're scared and excited. That means you're growing and going outside your comfort zone. That's where you want to be as much as possible. If you want to be growing wealth and growing as a person, Right. And going to the next level. Um, also think about, you know, maybe switching the goal for something else. If you've changed, right. Um, or maybe that goal is not very relevant for you or not in alignment anymore with yourself. That's okay. Goals are meant to serve you. They're not meant to be something to lock you down. So don't be too hard on yourself. Maybe that's just something that isn't uh, a goal anymore. Right. And, and things are looking different. So I'll give you an example because I was just checking in on, on our goals, right? Like one one goal um, I had put down for immigrant finance to maybe look into a little bit because I'd heard a lot of people saying it is like to do Facebook ads, right? Um, but I, I it never happened. I was wondering why. And I just realized like that doesn't resonate for me. Like we've always done an organic approach to reaching our community and serving people and providing value and doing free trainings like this to connect with people. And, you know, maybe one day we'll do Facebook ads as the platform grows and it's too difficult to do it um, at this scale, you know, but right now that doesn't feel right. So we're just going to scrap that from the goals and it won't be a goal. Right. And we'll switch it out for something else. Maybe it's doing um, more trainings or doing other things where we can really focus on serving and connecting with our with our audience in an organic way. So think about like stuff like that. Is there some goal you've put in that just doesn't feel right and it's not matching your values right now? You can switch it for something else and replace that. And also look at what is working. Like where are you making some progress? Where are you seeing movement in your goals? 
and double down on that. That's often a really good strategy instead of having like a million goals, right? And then not being able to do them all and feeling bad. Um, look at like the one or two might be working and just double down and just focus on that and nothing else, right? And put all your energy into that. That can be a great strategy to really push um, your financial growth to the next level. So let's say, for example, you know, this year you wanted to start budgeting and investing and building a down payment for a home and saving for your kid's college and all these things. And um, a lot of them didn't happen, but maybe you started um, investing and investing like a hundred dollars a month, but then the other things either weren't happening or maybe you were just doing a smaller amount to, toward those goals and you weren't seeing much movement. You might say, you know what, this, the rest of the year, I just want to focus on really building my investments and getting that off the ground. So I'm going to like put $200 in instead of 100 and double down. Cause that's working and I'm seeing that I'm committed to it and I'm doing it consistently every month. So how can we you know, really um, expand this and take it to the next level. The third step is to see what are you ignoring in your financial goals? Um, this can be hard to look at, I know, but I'd rather, you know, you look at it um, and rather than not, I'd rather you look at it with a supportive community than continue avoiding it because when we avoid the things that we really want to be doing and that our actual goals in some ways we're kind of self-sabotaging or we might be lying to ourselves in some way. And often it's for reasons we don't realize there could be something going on subconsciously. There could be some money mindset um, thing getting in the way of you reaching your goals. Right. And there's ways to work through that, but in order to work through it, you have to first identify what you might be ignoring in your financial goals, right? Why, you know, look into like, why do you think you haven't been able to get started? Why aren't you getting the results that you want? And just keep asking why, why and ask yourself, maybe do some journaling on it. So for example, if you wanted to start investing this year, and you were really geared up to do that in the beginning of the year. Um, hi, Heidi, and <laughs> mucho gusto. I'm so glad to see we have a Equatoriana in the house. <laughs> um, as many of you know, my husband Mao is Ecuadorian. So I always love when we have Ecuadorian folks in the community reach out. Welcome. Um, so yeah, I was just giving an example of some, what it could look like if you might be ignoring your financial goals. So let's say you were super geared up in the beginning of the year to be doing investing and you were really committed to it. Maybe you signed up um, for like a, a workshop or something on it, but then you never really followed through and did it. So you want to start looking into what's going on underneath the surface that contributed to that, that you might not realize, right? Just do some journaling. Um, it may be like that, you know, you just don't know how it may be that you don't have the right guidance and support and, and you might need to invest in yourself and getting the support you need so you don't miss out on all that time in the market for your money to grow and you can just get started. Maybe you're afraid, maybe you've been told stories all your life that investing is risky or bad or gambling. To dig into that and kind of realize investing, there is investing that's risky, but there's also investing, investing for the long term that's really sustainable. Uh, with strategies that have been proven to build wealth for, you know, over 100 years and have really high rates of return that you can pretty much rely on and would significantly miss out on growing a lot of money if you were to not do it. Uh, maybe, you know, you're afraid you're going to lose all of your money um, because the stock market 
does go up and down in the short term. So that may be about educating yourself a bit more about how, yeah, that happens in the short term, but in the long term, it averages out. And in the past 100 years, the total stock market in the US has had a rate of return between seven to 12%, which is incredibly high. I mean, compare that to what you might be getting your bank account which is probably nothing or like 0.001%. Maybe if you have a high yield savings account, it's 0.5%, um, but still, you know, really nothing compared to what you get in investing. And I'm seeing Heidi is saying her biggest struggle is saving money while paying lots of debt. Yeah, that's a big one for folks in our community. Um, I'll just add for that, you know, there's a lot of stories out there and misconceptions that, you can't invest or save if you have debt that you have to focus like everything on paying off your debt. Um, personally, I don't agree with that approach. I don't teach that approach. Um, that is something more like the Dave Ramsey approach, right? He's very focused on like, you have to pay off all of your debt and have all these no spendies and don't invest or buy a home or anything until you paid off all your debt. Um, honestly, that's not what wealthy people do. Wealthy people leverage debt all the time and they will be investing while they're paying off debt. So it's really about like making sure you have both strategies so that um, you're taking care of yourself too, right? If you just give all your money to paying off debt to the credit card companies or student loans or whatever it is, like you're helping their finances, but what about yours? In the meantime, you're missing out on all that time that your money could be growing in the investment. So you can have a parallel strategy. So like maybe dig in if any of that is going on, if there's other stuff going on. Um, you know, if you're feeling like um, immigrants aren't able to invest or people like me aren't investors, that's something to also work through and challenge as well. Um, immigrants can certainly invest. We've helped lots and lots of immigrants and their family members open investment accounts regardless of their immigration status, right? Regardless of their background, there are certainly ways to do it. It can be harder. There can be more barriers, right? But that's exactly what we provide support with. So if that's something you're looking for help with, just shoot us a message or you can um, apply to Immigrant Finance School, our program we teach this at immigrantfinanceschool.com. So yeah, just dig in, um, see what's going on of why you might be avoiding that stuff. If with budgeting, a really common thing is like just being so scared to see the numbers and look the numbers in the eye with your spending habits. Um, we're going through that right now in immigrant finance school. We're on the budgeting uh, session. I'm actually coaching later today, our students on that. And we talk about like so much of it is just getting the strength to look the numbers in the eye because it's all up from there. That's really the, the hardest part of everything with finances, in my opinion, is taking that first look to see what your spending habits are and what the numbers are and what the percentages are of what's going in what category, because you can only change that once you understand what's going on currently. And once you have clarity on what the current numbers are, um, you know, awareness precedes change. So if you're just really scared to look at the numbers, just know that's going to be the hardest part and it is uncomfortable, but it will only get better from there. And that should motivate you to do it because that's how you can get in a place where, you know, you have more power to have a choice in where those numbers are going, um, what, you know, what dollars are going to what purpose. That's how you'll be able to start investing. That's how you'll be able to start building wealth is if you start and look at those numbers in the first place. So um, the fourth step is, is to really um, 
Well, well, in this third step still of, of seeing what you might be ignoring, one more thing is to ask yourself, like, why haven't you gotten the results that you want and, and really be honest with yourself because you can only change that and find the right solution if you get clear first on what the problem is, the need and challenge. So take some time to, to think through, is it something subconscious going on? Is it some money story I have maybe from growing up from family that's holding me back, right? Like, there's studies saying that our relationships with money and stories about money are set subconsciously by the age of seven. Um, so it can be really difficult, you know, to change those and it take it takes work, but it is possible. We we help lots of people with that, with rewriting those money stories. Um, and there's a lot of extra layers from the immigrant experience that can add to negative relationships with money and stories with money. So just take time to figure out what's really going on. Uh, and hi, Yesenia, thank you for being here. Um, she's mentioning that's the one part I still haven't done fully. I just do the bare minimum and wing it. Yesenia, what part are you referring to? There's a little lag with um, where what I'm talking and what's going on in the training. So let me know a little bit more what you're referring to. But in general, with like doing the bare minimum and winging it, um, I would just encourage you to like just dig a little deeper. Like, you know, why aren't you... Um, letting yourself really own your power of what you want and, 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 and letting yourself go for what you want. Like, why are you doing the bare minimum? What's going on behind that? Oh, she said budgeting. Yeah. And well, let's talk about it too. Um, cause I know we've worked together on budgeting. So are you using the mint app? Cause that automates it a lot and, and can make things easier. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so shoot me a message and we can talk further. I'm happy to help support you. So um, the next step is to really start like unlocking whatever might be holding you back after you've gotten that clarity about, is it something subconscious going on? Is there some fear underneath? Like maybe you have a fear of success because you were told your whole life that people with money are bad or evil, right? Um, and that's what's blocking you. So it might be about like taking some time to rewrite that story and think of like, think of all the people who have money and use it to have um, money is just a amplifier. So people who are bad who have more money are going to do more bad things. People who are good and have more money are going to use that money to do more good things, help people. It's just a resource and that can be used for any purpose. Um, so thinking through all that. Um, awesome. I see Heidi saying she wants to end the year with 20%, adding 1% more every month to savings. Awesome. Are you also investing though, right? Because you don't want that money just sitting in cash in a bank account. Um, money in a bank account in cash loses value at 3% every year due to inflation. Compare that to the 7 to 12% rate of return you could be getting if it's investing. So make sure you're investing as well and not just having your money sit in cash so you don't miss out on that. Um, so in it, back to like unlocking what might be going on. Um, so some questions you can journal about are like what mindset blocks are getting in the way, right? Um, identify that and start working on that. Get clear on what those are. Reach out and get support if there's something, um, you know, that is in fact getting in the way. We don't have to do this all alone. And it's a lot harder if you do it alone. Um, you can make so much more progress with community support. That's why we see so many results in our immigrant finance school program uh, because it's a group coaching program. So everybody in the group is supporting each other and providing accountability to each other. 
um, motivating each other, right? Working through it together. So if you don't have a group like that, that might be a good fit. Or, or if you can make your own group, right? If you have some friends who are in a similar space and want to be working on their finances or some other folks in your community, those are all things you can do to get the support that you need. Um, but you know, it, we don't have to do it all alone. And wealthy people don't do this stuff. Don't do this stuff alone at all. They are very clear that they will reach their goals faster if they get the support they need. So that's why you see wealthy people constantly investing in coaches, mentors, mental health support, um, business executive coaches, like all of these things that basically allow them to collapse time because it would take them years and years and years to do it alone. I mean, they could hire someone to coach them and support them that will teach them something in six weeks that they would otherwise have had to spend 10 years on themselves figuring out. So that's why you always see wealthy people and people with that building wealth mindset investing in themselves because they realize that they don't have to do it alone. And it's a lot harder when they do it alone. And it takes longer when they do it alone. And there's nothing more valuable than time. Time is worth so much more than money. Right. Um, lastly, making Hey, Feli. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, no worries. You're just coming on. The replay will be up on in the Facebook group and on the podcast. So the last step after, you know, we've gone through these great steps of celebrating your wins, seeing where you need to make more progress, seeing what you might be avoiding or ignoring and digging really into the why, right? Um, asking yourself like why you're not getting the results you want and, and taking the steps to get support and unlock whatever might be holding you back right? Um, the next and last step is to make a plan for the rest of the year. So we have um, less than six months left for 2021. Um, if you're aware of the quarter system, we're in the third quarter right now of the year, third out of four quarters. The third quarter ends September 30th. And then the last fourth quarter is going to be from October 1st to December 31st. So you still have a lot of time to redirect, um, reevaluate re your goals, like figure out what's holding you back from your goals and take some steps to get the support you need um, to be able to move past them and, and, and start making progress, right? Um, don't wait until January 1st, right? Don't wait till January 1st and then set these goals that never really happen or never get achieved or maybe you start and then they kind of fade out by February or, or by the spring. Uh, this is the time where you have the ability now for the rest of the year to really get your goals um, going and make that progress that you may have lost momentum of from the beginning of the year or to make goals uh, if you never did or, or to make new goals, right? So how can you make a plan for the rest of the year? Um, like I said, first of all, it's not too late um, and this community here is to support you. If you need some accountability, post in our private Facebook group, Building, Wealth for Immigrant, uh, Building Generational Wealth for Immigrant Families, um, what your goal is and and ask for some accountability from us, right? People will be there. People will be there to support you and that will motivate other people to do the same. Um, ask yourself what, what steps do you need to do to move forward on your goals for the rest of the year? So after you've reevaluated your goals, maybe decided to switch some out, maybe decided to double down on some that are working, some cut, cut some ones that are not working, um, figure out now you can work backwards. So if what is your goal by the end of the year, by the end of 2021, and then work backward, what are the steps you need to take to get there? And you can divide it up by month. 
uh, into baby steps that will build momentum. You can divide it up by quarter. So you can have, uh, you know, what do you want to have done by the end of the third quarter by September 30th? And then what do you want to focus on in the fourth quarter from October 1st to December 31st? You can make, um, if you have Gmail, you know, it's free on Google Docs. You can make a little Google Excel sheet that divides up the months and puts down what you want to do in each month to move forward on each goal. So it's really about just like getting clarity on that goals, narrowing them down, refining them, and then working backwards to break them up into baby steps so that you have a manageable way to actually move forward with them. Um, also identify what mindset stuff is getting in the way and what you can make a plan for to address that mindset stuff now, right? And for the rest of the year, um, getting clarity on what might be blocking it. If, if you don't really know what's blocking it, but you have a feeling there's some mindset stuff holding you back, right? That's something we help people with all the time. We have a free uh, complimentary 30 minute consult you can book and I'm happy to talk through it with you at immigrantfinance.com slash console. I will put the link up here. There you go. I hope that's showing up. Yeah, book a call. Let's talk through it. Um, it can help you kind of issue spot and identify what's going on. And think about what support do you need? Uh, again, as we talked about, you don't have to do this all alone. In fact, the people who are trying to do it all alone don't get very far. So part of building wealth is changing your mindset about you know, investing in yourself and what support you need so that you can collapse time and reach your goals faster, getting support. This is something I've been learning the hard way myself. Um, Feli saying, yes, use it if you haven't. It's it's worthy. I, I'm not sure she's referring to maybe the consult, but um, thanks, Feli. I appreciate it. Feli is uh, one of the alumni of our Immigrant Finance School program and made so much progress. I'm so proud of her. She's like her finances in order. She's starting a business. So super excited to be continuing to support her with that. If anyone has questions, let me know you can put in the chat, you can reach out, um, just shoot us a message or email us at helloimmigrantfinance.com. Book a consult. It's again, it's not too late. There's so much progress that you can still make for the rest of the year, take advantage of this halfway point in the year. Um, to build that momentum and keep moving forward. Um, Heidi is saying that sense of community is missing in the Latino community. It's kind of taboo talking about money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a lot of communities, like all of society is, especially in the US, it's taboo talking about money. Um, so, and she's saying, especially for support. Yeah, so like, this is exactly why we have this space. I mean, we created, my husband, Mao and I created Immigrant Finance because we went through this all alone when he immigrated here in 2013. Um, we were really struggling financially and we felt super alone and we had no resources, nothing like this existed. All the personal finance stuff we tried to find, none of it talked about immigrants. There was nothing on the internet about finances for the immigrant community. Um, and I had a really hard time learning how to do a lot of it and what he could do and not do as an immigrant, even as an immigration lawyer. I'm, I'm an immigration lawyer in my day job. I still had such a hard time figuring out. It took me years and years to figure it all out. Um, and that's why we're really motivated and focused on helping other people in the community save that time so they don't have to waste the seven years that we did trying to learn it all alone. Uh, we missed out on thousands and thousands of dollars we would have made investing if someone had just taught us how to invest as soon as he immigrated here, 
right? Um, instead, we wasted a lot of time and we lost a lot of money in that process. So that's really our goal is to help provide that support. And in this community Facebook group, right? Anyone can be in this. This is a free resource. Take advantage of it. Um, I really encourage you all to ask questions to the group, um, engage with other people. This is really like a gold mine of value in this group, just having that community. Everyone in this group is interested in similar goals of building wealth and supporting others in the immigrant community to do that. So use that as ours. And Feli's saying there's a lack of support for immigrants, but this immigrant finance community is making a positive impact. Oh, thank you, Feli. I really appreciate that. Appreciate that we are trying um, we're trying our best and, you know, so many of you in this community have really contributed to that. That's why it's a community. Mal and I can't make a community alone, right? It's all of you contributing, um, but you have to engage and you have to contribute and reach out for support when you need it and give support when others need it in order to get that community, um, support so you're not alone and that you can move forward. So I will um, just wrap up. Thank you all so much for listening and taking the time to think about your goals. Um, I'm here to support you. If there's anything I can do, please uh, book a consult or reach out. And if you're interested in our signature six-week program, Immigrant Finance School, where we go a lot more in depth in all this kind of stuff, um, really focus on teaching you how to manage money, um, everything from budgeting to paying off debt to reducing spending or building emergency funds to investing, um, where we make sure every student, regardless of their immigration status, has their investment accounts open, that they know how to invest for the rest of their lives on their own, right? And then we also cover online business development because at the end of the day, even if I teach you to invest and budget perfectly, if you don't know how to increase income and generate income on your own outside of a single employer, you're not going to reach your goals as fast. Or that's really the secret to building wealth is learning how to increase income and generate um, income as much as, you know, generate income um, on your own. Heidi, I think I hear her saying, I will sign up as soon as I get back from my trip to New York. Awesome. Can't wait to have you join Heidi and support you. Um, I think you're going to be our first Equatoriana in the group. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, just thank you all so much for your time. Um, keep an eye out for future trainings. I've been doing these trainings in the Facebook group about once a month, starting to do a little bit more than that. But if there's topics you all want to hear about, let me know. I'm here to serve you. And I really want to make sure I'm providing value and the support you all need, right? Um, because as we always say, immigrants and their families deserve to be building generational wealth to and living the lives that they deserve. Thank you all so much and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.